What is up, my friends? So it's Monday, late afternoon, around 5, 6 o'clock. Just got off work um, and back in the studio, a.k.a. the closet. Um, so in here recording for audio purposes, but super excited to be here, man. Honestly, like, I think as I continue to, to hash these out and really build out what I'm talking about specifically in each of these episodes... Um, it's really holding myself accountable. And I think that's one of the coolest things because, you know, you get off work, it's, it's kind of tiring. Um, you don't really want to take things on that you don't normally have to um, and really dive into deeper topics. And this is what it's all about and giving you kind of a short rundown of the things that you need to focus on in order for you to be successful financially and physically. Today, we're going to focus on the financial side of things. And Hopefully, once we get these things stagnated, we can kind of switch back and forth from a financial perspective to a healthy lifestyle perspective, just so it doesn't kind of get too crossed over. But there are some concepts that I really want to talk about that tie together really, really well. So without further ado, the first topic of today is going to be where to start with your money and specifically surrounding this around the three biggest mistakes that I made when I started out. So I hope you enjoy. So if you had a chance to listen to the first episode, I really dove kind of deeply into why I started this podcast and really um, what the intentionality behind becoming wealthy really meant for me. Um, If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please feel free. It will give you kind of a higher level overview of, or a more granular overview of really what this is going to be about and how my roots have tied into these topics um, so well. So um, yeah, the the topics that, that I have set out are really just defined around what I found most useful. And like I said, the mistakes that I've made, a lot of this isn't just me <laughs> winning in the things that I do in terms of how these successful ventures kind of come out. Like I've made a ton of mistakes and the three that I highlight today are going to be super impactful and things that you may have already heard, but not in the deepest perspective of somebody that's been through it. Um, So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. As always, please feel free to ask any questions or give me feedback, feedback on Instagram. Um, Text me. If you don't have my number, please ask. Um, I'm an open book. So where did, where did this start? You know, as I mentioned back in the, the pilot episode, I really had this fascination around money and becoming wealthy and what that, what that really meant. And so throughout high school, I had one job. I saved a little bit because, you know, that's what your parents tell you, you know, get your paycheck, save, you know, five, 10, $20, whatever amounts you can and then spend the rest. And that's what my lifestyle was for a good while. I started out as a grocery bagger at HEB. Um, and then, you know, once high school progressed, of course, I graduated that, um, went to college. And for the first year, I was working at on campus, actually, in the weight room, um, making about seven twenty-five an hour or so, still on a very, very little paycheck. But I still had these big ideas of being wealthy. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just our generation or kind of what's going on, but I tend to want these results fast. I don't have that kind of ability to be patient or or at least didn't have at the time. And so I was always trying to find somewhere to put my money. 
And later that first semester and or that second semester, I got an actual job where I was working in the evenings from about seven to one a.m. Um, really, just trying to make as much money as I could, and of course, um, pay for the things that I really cared about during that time. Um, now, after that summer was in, when things really started getting kind of getting kicked up as far as you know how much money I was making. Um, I think one of the things that I really focused in on was making more than seven twenty-five an hour. Um, and unfortunately enough, I was able to find a job as a camp counselor for my brother, um, who ran a, a childcare facility. And so I was a camp counselor, um, making, making the big bucks, you know, it was nine twenty five an hour. So, um, yeah, I was balling back then. And, um, uh, I think the first thing I kept questioning myself on where, where do you, where do I even start? Like nobody tells you where to put your money or how people generally become wealthy. It's just not something that people share. And it becomes like almost a secret of the people around you seeing that they're wealthy. They have the nice cars, the big house, um, you know, the nice handbags, the nice shoes, the latest PlayStation, Xbox, you name it. Like how do people get to that, that position? And what is it that they know that I don't know? And that's really what I sought out to figure out. And so really what I started doing was reading books. That was kind of the quickest way that I thought I could find how these people were doing it. And I kept reading and reading and reading. And I'm going to give a rundown of kind of the books that I started with. And I kept finding the same place that people would end up. And it was a stock market. And my dad had kind of always brought up, you know, the stock market this, the stock market that, but it's, it's a big hump to kind of come over and, and say, you know, Hey, I've invested in the stock market. I've put my money in the stock market. Cause, cause what does that even mean at that knowledge base that I had? I didn't even know how one person gets in the stock market for what I knew at the time. I was like, I'm going to have to go to New York and go to the stock exchange and purchase some stock there. And that's what I thought, how, how it was done. It's very intimidating of a process to even know what to do. Because even once you get into these investing platforms, there's so many numbers and different things that you see um, that I frankly had no idea what they meant. And some of it's important, some of it isn't. And really figuring out, sorry, I'm going to call real quick. Really figuring out how to define my own strategy around investing and what that meant. And, you know, of course I watched the Wolf of Wall Street and kind of fell into this hole. I thought I could kind of be an overnight wealthy success. Um, and playing around with the stock market, of course, I was making some money, like I mentioned. And so instantly I opened up a Robinhood account and you know, as the, the verbiage of the application said, you know, it's free trading. So instantly put my money into there because it was the most accessible way to start trading without having to pay any fees or anything like that. Um, and really, really found out quickly that I wasn't a day trader. I think I lost probably about two or $300 trying to beat the market. And 
I was at a loss. I was like, there's so many people online that I see, you know, doing this, the YouTubers, the, the people that say they made, you know, 10, 20, you know, a thousand dollars, whatever amount it be in one day. And I'm sitting here trying to replicate the same process, watching my screen for hours during a day for the time that I had and trying to make these trades. And it kept coming to the conclusion that I didn't have the information that I really needed because I started with all these different platforms, you know, Robin hood being the first. And then I kept reading and trying to put my money in other places. I, I, I looked at betterment lending share Coinbase. <laughs> you could probably insert a Bitcoin joke right there. Um, Acorns, TD Ameritrade, all these things. I was trying to find some way to become wealthy as fast as I could. Um, and I quickly found out that the focus of my money and intentionality behind it had no direction because I was solely focused on the outcome of being wealthy that I didn't really understand the process of how to become wealthy because you can utilize the stock market in your favor, but if you don't understand how to really use it and what a dollar means and a certain expectation of the stock or ETF or, you know, we may not even understand what these terms mean at this point, but where your money is going and how each dollar is taking uh, a role in you becoming wealthy or even just ahead of the game in terms of your financial outlook. Um, so I really took a step back. I, I kind of questioned myself and said, in my own thoughts, this is probably what I was thinking at the time, but I'm not, my process isn't working right now and I'm not doing the things that I need to do to become wealthy because obviously I'm losing money. And I mean, the quickest way to learn something is by failure. And so I was like, I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to find some new book, just try and read and soak up as much information. And at the time I really wasn't a reader. And I just found it as this kind of mundane, really just annoying task. Um, but I knew I had to dive further into it. And so I ended up finding this book. Um, this is probably one of my favorite books about just investing in personal finance in general. Um, it recently just had its second version of the updated um, rendition come out. And that's, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. And in this book, it kind of opened up so many different perspectives about credit, about tracking your money, about where to put your money, about how to focus on what really makes you happy. And a lot of these perspectives we're going to talk, to, I'm, I'm going to talk about more in depth um, once I get to that point. Um, but just kind of opening up the door to those perspectives and, and aspects of your financial life, because when you don't think about those things, it's obviously not going to be your focus. And I didn't have those those tools in front of me to really even care about or to understand of why they are important for just the base level of your financial structure. And so I read that and then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and I read The Millionaire Next Door. And these brought out kind of a new light. And what I mean by that is people don't become wealthy overnight. And if they do, there, there are some of them. If they do, though, it's most likely something that's very hard to replicate 
um, or that takes a ton of training. And I'm not the type of person that has that amount of time. You know, I have a job now, um, had school back then. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of use cases that I could say that, you know, if I didn't spend time here with my friends, I could have been doing X, Y, Z about investing, but that just wasn't where I wanted to spend my time. And so I kept finding that there's a slow process of, of building wealth and it's kind of getting an understanding of that. In order to build wealth, you have to do the simplest things possible without getting too technical with it. And so I slowed things down and found out that a lot of what becoming wealthy is about is about your own individual perspective in that the things that you care about should be what you spend your money on and everything else can be mitigated in terms of cost and, and those types of things. But creating a lifestyle that you generally enjoy was the base idea that becoming wealthy surrounds around. Because once you figure out your ideal lifestyle and what your ideal day looks like, you can then focus around, okay, well, how much does this ideal day cost? And if I multiply that times 365, how much is that going to cost? And mind you, I haven't done any of these numbers, by the way. This is something that like, I'm still figuring out, um, which is why I'm talking through all these points. But once I figure out that cost then I can know the end goal that I need to meet in order to kind of hit that number is what, you know, most people say in terms of, you know, the ability to retire and, and live um, an easy lifestyle. And so I took that time to really understand myself and, and how that played a role um, and what really meant to be wealthy, what it really meant to be wealthy. Um, and I think going back to the college stuff, I really took the time to, to start investing, but in a small proportion. And I didn't have much money in college, so I just tried to put, you know, $10, $20 in every week or every other week because that's what it's about. It's about investing where you can and making conscious decisions on where your money's going to be and the things that you care about. And that transition came over to now post-grad where, you know, now I'm making a, a lot better of a paycheck of, other than, you know, working um, as an intern um, back in college for about $200 a month and really am kind of finding my own path. And I think it's, it's still being built out for sure. Of course, the dollars that I'm able to do things with and really take on are able to do a little bit more in kind of the context of where I'm putting them, but it still takes the education to really understand why do we put our money in, you know, certain spaces. And like I said, a lot of this is what I'm going to talk about, but the first thing that I knew I had to do outside of college, once I got my first job is save as much as I possibly could minimum 10% of the money that I was making and really conveniently I found this debit card called Chime has been super beneficial it automatically saves 10% of my paycheck and puts it in savings for me so I don't even have to do anything um, and one of the biggest things that I found out on this journey is that automating things makes it so much easier it takes out um, the barrier of 
almost your own human error that would disallow you from wanting to do something because some of this stuff does take time to set up um and it can be pretty frustrating to start off when you're just doing everything manually and so using this bank account really helped me out um and then secondly focusing on where my money is going and the intentionality of if i'm spending you know out of the bar one night because i'm with friends knowing that I can't do something or buy something on the back end that can help me, you know, whether for this podcast or, um, new shoes or some workout equipment or something else, knowing that there's always going to be a trade off that if I'm spending to my right, I can't put that money to my left. It's always this, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the definition for it. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but having, to not spend in one space while using that money in another. Um, but really just tracking my spending has been playing the biggest uh, factor in how I've started to see really where I'm spending. And I think for the first couple months, that's all you really need to do. Focus on where you're spending the money that you make, how it's, how fast it's leaving because I think that's important too and really just kind of getting an eye for the biggest categories and and spending um, areas that you're putting your money into because of course there's things that we're going to have to pay off just on a daily monthly or weekly basis whether that be rent gas groceries those things you can't avoid but the things you can avoid or you know spend less on is you know getting drinks out with the friends, eating out, um, you know, just general expenditures that you don't necessarily really need. Like cars is going to be something that I really want to dive into. Cause I think that's something that often gets kind of twisted in the perspective that you're expected to get a new car as soon as you graduate or once you start getting a job. Um, and in my perspective, that shouldn't be the case. Um, definitely want to dive further into that, but those are the two of the biggest takeaways, kind of tracking my spending and starting to save. And I think that's going to be kind of the process for the next couple months. And I, I am doing some investing on the side and I'm going to do another episode kind of of where specifically I'm putting my money and why I'm doing that, because that's going to be really important to note. Um, something else I want to think about too is utilizing your job or your business or your company and starting there really at the basis of it starting with your company's 401k because that's going to be the simplest most easily accessible thing for you to do um and really putting your money in there if your company does a match please please with everything i have in me take that match so if they match five percent put in five percent um it's free money it's free money that they're giving away for you to invest and to put into your retirement. And I think getting free money is never a bad deal. So <laughs> that's, that's an easy, that's an easy decision to make. Um, but then, like I said, tracking your spending and saving are two of the biggest things that I've kind of been focusing on. Like I said, in the last episode, I'm 22, about to be 23. So this time frame is, is somewhere kind of exponential in terms of, understanding that right now you're going to be the youngest that you'll ever be today right now 
you can't buy time back. You can't make up for the lack of money that you invested early on when you're about to retire. You just can't. It's not possible. So putting money away in your 401k is probably one of the biggest things other than saving and um, tracking your spending that I could say to do right now. And just to kind of in closing, you know, I know we're kind of running on the 20 minute mark. Really want to highlight again that the three things specifically that I, I completely failed on within regards to my financial perspective on, on life and, and the things that I did wrong. Um, first of all, I didn't educate myself enough. I went and read one book and thought I was an immediate day trader who could make a million dollars in the matter of the summer that I had. And nowhere near was that the case. I didn't have as much information that I needed, nor the perspective to really understand why I was doing what I was doing and just kind of paid for my own losses, I guess you could say, because, you know, when you don't pay to educate yourself, you pay for the dollars that you're going to lose. And that's within anything. You know, if you're starting a business and you don't educate yourself, you're going to lose. If you, if you, you know, are starting to become, um, I have no idea what the best doctor, the best dentist, the best lawyer, if you don't continuously educate yourself, um, or even educate yourself in the kind of base level of understanding, you're going to consistently lose because information is power and knowledge is, is king. And if you don't take those two and really run with it and try and just understand something, um, even like I said, at the base level, you're going to lose. So that was number one. Number two, I didn't focus my money. I was kind of just putting finding the the next best app or next best tool that I could use to put my money into because I knew something had to work. Something had to make me a millionaire instantly and something was going to be that thing for me. And I knew I couldn't have it just in one place because if I had it in one place, my mom was going to go crazy and I just didn't see the value or the numbers weren't going up fast enough. And I had to have it in a number of different areas. And that really hurt me because I lost focus and intentionality of why I was doing what I was doing. And when you spend without intention, you become kind of lost in your goal. Um, Like I mentioned, I had my money in kind of Acorns, um, Betterment, LendingShare, Coinbase, all these things that have different expectations of what your money's going to do or what it's supposed to do with the resources that you have available. Um, so yeah, kind of find, finding my intentionality with my money is what I really learned from that because spraying and praying, it just doesn't work. It just really puts you in a hole where you have your money in so many places that you often forget of where your money is even gone. And that can put you in a whole other array of problems. And I think just kind of focusing on one or two has been super beneficial, at least for me, um, and knowing what I'm doing and and how I'm doing it. Um, And then lastly, understanding that time is your friend. Like I said, to become an overnight millionaire isn't impossible, but it's definitely hard to replicate. And if you can, please tell me what you're doing. 
I would love to hear about it and kind of see if I could replicate it personally. Um, but time is your friend. And like I said, you know, you're the youngest right now that you will ever be. And if you don't take, you know, today to, to save a dollar tomorrow or any of these days up front right now, your money doesn't have that opportunity to grow. And we're going to talk about what that really means and, and the, the back end of compounding interest and how a dollar today is worth, you know, not as much today than it will be in the future. Um, there's going to be some awesome tools and things that I share um, just to kind of show you based on the numbers of what that really looks like in terms of the intentionality of saving today and using time as your friend. So in closing, the one thing that I would say for you to do right now, take the time to track your money. And this doesn't mean going through your banking statements. I mean, if you want to, you're more than welcome to, but there's a bunch of tools that do this for you. And, and what I use right now is both personal capital and mint. Um, both of these tools track all of your spending without you having to do anything. Um, I like to go in at least kind of once a week and fix up the categories of where I know I'm spending. Cause if I'm drinking at a bar or somewhere or getting beer at a gas station, um, it'll often put it in kind of the gas section and I, I know where I put my money and want to make sure that um, the numbers kind of align with that. Um, so Mint is really good. I think it's probably a little bit easier than personal capital, but personal capital allows me to kind of connect all of my investing um, apps and, and things that I utilize on, on that side of things. So that's been really nice. Um, but I would say Mint is probably the best one to start with. Um, and the account is free. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, I can probably put a link in the show notes um, just so you can have some ease of access to getting there. Um, yeah, so track your money. Um, take that take that first step and just really having an understanding of where your financial life is going. Um, and then something that I wanted to end with is where to find me. So I am both on my blog at whatsnextfi.com. And that's somewhere where I post a lot just on kind of the mindset of what, why am I doing what I'm doing and how am I doing it and the things that, you know, I talk about on this podcast, like my mistakes, um, the tools that I use, the, the ideas and things that I'm wanting to try and the concepts that I really focus in on that are, have contributed to me making this podcast. And then secondly, you can find me on Instagram at book underscore of underscore v dot eli dot v so that's book underscore of underscore eli dot v on instagram and a lot of that is what i post about health um money business just things that i'm thinking about on a daily basis and like i said i want to get more ingrained with stuff that's interesting not only to myself but interesting to you as a listener um and just things that i can kind of really pick up on and enjoy and see see where this kind of takes me um i'm really excited that you're here sharing this journey with me um and i'm just going to try and give you as much insight as i can please comment on you know how i'm talking how things are being conveyed because if you're not getting this message then i'm not doing my job well and i want this to be something where you're constantly learning you're developing and getting a better understanding in the short time that we have together and becoming better in the sense that you're taking grasp of your financial life. You're taking grasp of how healthy you are and really being the decision maker and knowing that you're going to be well taken care of.
and that's in any fashion. I'm excited to share this, and I'm excited to, to be here. Um, hopefully, I can get one more podcast off this week. I'm actually leaving tomorrow for a work conference in Las Vegas, so um, I could probably honestly make another podcast about that and kind of the gambling perspective and, and how that relates to, to the stock market and my day trading and stuff, but um, hopefully I can get another one in this week, but um, ideally want to do one, one to two during the week and then maybe kind of a closing one over the weekends, um, but next one will probably be on your health, um, but it could go either way. We're still figuring this out, but as always, really appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to um, bless your ears with my voice. And I'm looking for continued support. So please share with anybody that you love, anybody that you think could get value from the things that I'm saying and um, the stories that I'm telling. Um, so yeah, happy Monday. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, signing off. <laughs>